Hi, I'm Mary Beth, and this is my mom. Hi, I'm Katie. For practical motherly wisdom, I don't know, ask my mom. Today we got in a very interesting question from a listener that says, well, it's actually less of a question, but she says, talk about a time that you got in a fight and how you worked through it. So, all right, that's pretty personal. That is <laughs> that's kind of hard. Kind of going straight to the heart. Well, thankfully, I have to dig back a while. <laughs> I think that's a good thing to remember a fight. Um, I would say the biggest one that's coming to mind is my husband Ryan and I were dating long distance. He lived in San Diego and I lived in New York City. This was maybe eight years ago, seven years ago. And I, at this point, had lived away from home for about five or six years. And a lot of maturing, a lot of growing, a lot of changing had happened in that time. And I also had gone through a lot of struggles uh, financially, emotionally, physically. I don't know, like any young adult that's moving out on their own. And I don't think I was as close to you, Mom, in that time or Dad, just because I – not for any particular reason. I think I just wasn't calling you guys as often. I had graduated college in New York City and started working full-time and was just really busy – And, um, one time when Ryan and I went to go visit you guys in Seattle, it was becoming ever more clear that Ryan and I were pretty serious about getting engaged and married. And you guys had your concerns of things that you wanted to address, but you wanted to talk about them alone with Ryan and then alone with me. And I remember you had like pulled Ryan aside and you guys talked to him about my finances and not to get too specific, but I had student loans from my last year of college and you guys had told him all about that. And, um, I remember that it was a long weekend and that was like the last day of the trip. And basically after the the visit happened. We were all in Seattle. And then right after that conversation, Ryan and I didn't really get a chance to talk about it. And he flew back to San Diego and I flew back to New York. And I remember being so scared, like he was going to dump me. And that was the end. It was the worst week I, I can remember in my young adult life of just thinking I lost this precious person in my life who I care so much about. And it was based off of things that weren't necessarily true or true in the moment. And I think the backstory was that like, maybe you thought I hadn't shared all of this information with him when I really had already shared it with him. And because Ryan and I didn't get a chance to talk really before we went our separate ways back home, it was just chaotic and scary and unknown. Anyway, so then with you to unpack that, I mean, I felt like we had to rewind 
several years and kind of I had to catch you guys up and fill you in a lot. I think we realized the stemming of that conflict was that you guys didn't really know how much I had grown or changed or where exactly I was with my finances and you had seen maybe one or two things or had a few moments where I would call you out of desperation (laughs) and like needing advice and you took that as uh, indicative of a pattern or of what the rest of my life looked like and so you made assumptions based off of the little knowledge that you had because I hadn't shared much with you guys and so I guess to repair it I had to be more open and honest with you guys and admit how hurtful it was uh, for you guys to try and like take that into your own hands and then yeah I think we worked through it though and I you know Ryan and I are together we ended up getting married so all is well on that front (laughs) and um I think mom with you and dad the thing that I think has helped us the most in staying close is just being more in communication more often so that you know how I'm doing and vice versa. Right? Yes, we did work it out. And I want to share a little bit from my side um, of this problem fight that we had. Um, I felt I'd been carrying a concern or a burden and now I had Ryan, somebody to share this with. And so in, in talking with him, I didn't feel like I had any ill intent or was trying to break you up or cause a problem. It was really coming from a place of love and concern. Um, and I also realized that my intent, now looking back on it, I realized that that didn't have anything to do with how much I hurt you. And again, I just need to say right out here, I am so sorry for the assumptions I made uh, about that whole situation and just not knowing, you know, everything. We weren't, like you said, in good communication. So I didn't have the full picture. And um, I did assume things that, you know, weren't true in the moment, maybe had been true in the past, but not right then. And uh, it's just a really sad thing that happened to us. But in the end, we did unpack it. We did work it out. And I think we're both better people for it and know how to communicate Mm -hmm. better. And going forward, Mm -hmm. I think we have more honest communication and more intentful communication and probably don't hold things back. I think once you've hit the the real scary parts (laughs) and then you realize you can still Mm. uh, work things out that you don't have to hold back on things that maybe could be difficult and hard. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. And just to say here, I I did forgive you back then, but I forgive you and I'm thankful that we're able to work through that. And I think when you're able to hear where someone else is coming from, it it sheds light on the assumptions that you made and you know I think that's what then gave you more perspective and we thankfully Ryan and I were able to work it out and 
uh, you and dad and I all did. And yeah, but it wasn't easy. It was a lot of grueling, intentional, long conversations that had to happen to piece things together and feel like we all were heard and understood. Right. And you know what I've noticed um, recently, I, I did something that hurt you, bothered you. And the, the interesting part is I don't even remember what it was, but I remember that right away you told me that that was hurtful. And it, mm. it was either in the same conversation or it was the very next day. And real quickly, I apologized and so quickly, even more fast, more quickly, you forgave me. And you have an ability better than anybody else I know to really forgive somebody and let it go. And I admire that in you greatly. And I've learned from it that you can forgive somebody and treat them like it never happened. And that is an amazing uh, ability, amazing character that you have. And I really appreciate mm -hmm. it. Well, it was learned. I will say that I learned at a young age what it tastes like to hold on to bitterness and to feel like if you maintain that sense of anger towards that person, it's in our heads. We, I like found myself believing the lie that it would somehow hurt them or somehow make them feel remorseful for how they betrayed me or hurt me. And that's just not true. That's so not true. That's like your phrase of the rat and the poison where you like see the rat and instead of giving the rat the poison to kill it, you take the poison. And that's like what bitterness is. It's like in, you know, we are the ones that get hurt by it. So I try my hardest. It's really not an easy thing to do, but there's so much joy in each day when you can be, quick to forgive and uh but it, it's not a blind quick to forgive because sometimes people do take advantage of that but uh in all trustworthiness with relationship be wise to the level that you are quick to forgive but it's been it's unlocked some freedom and living for me so I'm thankful for that. Right, right. Well, I love you very much, sweetheart. And, mm, you know, love you another way to look at that is I think a lot of problems um, stem from not having enough information and making assumptions from the little bit of information we have. It's like seeing the tip of the iceberg. You can't make assumptions from just what you see on the surface because there's so much more to the story. And um, I definitely say, boy, I've done that. I've done that way too often, making assumptions from just what I can see on the surface. And definitely being in more uh, frequent communication with you, and I would say that for anybody, being in more often communication and honest communication lays a groundwork for not having fights that are difficult to resolve. Um, any human being on the face of this planet is going to have a little argument here and there, but the real deep-seated arguments that can change people's lives and fracture relationships a lot of times come from misunderstandings and misunderstandings on both sides where both parties um, 
haven't maybe told a whole story or they're not listening to the other person as they tell a whole story. And, um, you know, if you don't talk to somebody for months, boy, things change. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't give the other person room to change or we don't even think about that, that maybe they've changed. We just assume, mm-hmm. well, last time I talked to you two years ago, you acted like this. And <laughs> so you think that that's who the person is. And like, by golly, no, they have moved on and changed. And mm-hmm. the way they were back then probably isn't how they are now. And so it behooves us all to be in better communication with our loved ones, um, even if it's just to touch base, to say, hey, this is what I did this week, and, you know, what's going on with you? And to piggyback off of that, I like what you said about the room to grow, and I think that's something in our family that we're all working on is being sure that we give each other room on the leash to grow and change so that we don't anticipate the other to respond the way that they used to respond, but that we give them the freedom to grow and change in the areas that we've identified together that we want to grow and change in. And um, one other thing I was thinking about is a practice that I've seen you and dad do that we've done together or I've also done with Ryan in a short little spat that you might have of if you respond harshly to someone or well let's just go with that if you you know are really quippy and hungry and you're hangry and (laughs) say something rude Mm -hmm. um I like the practice of doing the replay where it's like how could you have done that better and right then doing, okay, let's do a replay of that same situation and kind of retrain our brains to do this better and re-say what you were going to say with a better attitude. Right. Yeah. Dad and I call it the do-over. And in the midst mm. of a problem or at the end of it or whatever, one of us will call for a do-over. And like, okay, mm. like, let's just stop this right here <laughs> and do a do-over. And usually by the end of that, we're both laughing at each other because we see how silly what we originally did was. And it, it really brings some levity to the situation. And it gives the person that responded harshly usually both people responded harshly, not always, but it gives them a chance to rethink their thoughts and not just say what, you know, was right on top and just spewed out. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm remembering, well, Ryan really enjoys this. I think you've done it once or twice when we've been there, uh, where maybe you're a little frustrated in the moment or antsy or irritated or something and you'll leave and then you'll come back and you'll announce to the room. (laughs) Do you know where I'm going with this? Do you want to say it? No, 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 go ahead. No, go ahead. (laughs) And so you're like, I would like to share with everyone that I'm here with a new attitude. (laughs) Isn't that what you say? Oh, right. (laughs) Yes, yes. I went in the other room and I either flushed it or I shook it off (laughs) and I'm coming back fresh and clean and happy. Yes. If you don't know what flush it means, we've talked about it in another episode, but flush it. We love to use that term to when you've got just stuff that needs to get out, you say it and you either say it alone or you say it to another person 
but you look at it in the pot and you flush it and you watch it go down right and then you let it go you do not bring that stuff back up again it is flushed it is done right you move yeah, on. Yeah, flush it and put the <laughs> lid down and walk away. <laughs> Turn the fan on if necessary. <laughs> oh. So I um, so came funny. up with another good analogy. This last weekend, we made applesauce and apple butter. We finally finished yeah. processing all the apples from our apple trees. We oh, had picked them so late delicious. this fall. and Oh, they are. It was so good. Um, oh, and it's so sweet. We, there's not a drop of sugar in our applesauce or apple butter. There's some uh, cinnamon and all spice and cloves and a little bit of nutmeg. And, oh, it's so good. Mm. Anyways, as we were cooking it, we had this great big huge pot on the stove. And we're cooking, just bringing the applesauce up to temperature because you want to put hot applesauce in a hot jar and then in a hot water bath and, you know, to get it sealed. And so we've got it in there and I can see this big bubble starting to come up in the center of the pot. And Ooh. it's just like, kind of like a, you would think of a volcano that's going to erupt. It's got, there's this mm -hmm. big bubble and it's coming up and it's coming up, it's coming up. And then it popped and mm. it spattered and dad and I both got burned from it. And we're like, oh my gosh, you know, we stirred it yeah. real quick. And, um, we thought for sure then all the applesauce was hot and I put my temperature, you know, thing in there and it was really like only 72 degrees and it was just had gotten this, this hot bubble in it. But that's kind of how we are. Sometimes we have a hot bubble that was mm. way down deep inside and it explodes and it pops and it burns everybody around. Um, but really inside we're not, all hot and bothered we're just kind of calm but we just had this thing that we had to get out and sometimes mm. we get that thing out and we explode all over everybody and people are burned and then we're kind of like going oh what did I just do <laughs> that's what we need to yeah. do, do over you know and just watch you know don't be afraid to say you're sorry or like I announced hey I've got a, a new attitude here we're gonna read you this I'm not gonna be all hot and bothered and um you know we just um yeah get get rid of those hot bubbles oh that's good you know this is how my mind works you're talking about apples and then I was thinking of other fruit and I was thinking of cherries which then reminded me of the story from this weekend so Ryan and mm -hmm. I went on a trip and we were in Dana Point and then we went to a few other places. We went to Lido Isle. Have you been there? Lido Isle? No. In like Newport mm -hmm. Beach area. So cute. Side story. I'll tell you that later. But very cute. Okay. And we walked by a different like outdoor mall and there were a lot of stores and it was ripe, just ripe for people watching. Like very interesting People who were talking Maseratis, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Corvettes, Cam Camaros, you know, a lot of Teslas, like very wealthy little area. And then the people, you know, there's the plumped up, lifted, tucked, lashes, done up, all of that. And I had all of this on my mind. I, we walked by like an eyelash studio and there's like a cosmetic dentistry office and I'm turning the corner and I'm reading the sign because I wasn't familiar with what these stores were. And I'm at this oblique 
angle and so I'm seeing like the first parts of the words of this sign and I'm reading it out loud to Ryan as we're walking and I was like what is this and I'm thinking of you know these people who are getting all these different cosmetic procedures and things done as they're walking by me anyways I'm reading this sign and it says the butt cherry the butt cherry and then I turn the corner and realize it's a sandwich shop called the butchery (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh very bad so, anyways but i felt like butt cherries is it kind of works you know like people use a little peach right. emoji but they're fuzzy and cherries are smooth and shiny and firm <laughs> so much for tuning in to today's episode. To sum things up, if you find yourself having unresolved conflict with someone that you want to repair, first acknowledge it to yourself and anyone else involved in this scenario and admit your desire to heal. And then keep in mind that it takes time, effort, and intentionality from everyone involved to really bring about reconciliation. Secondly, don't make assumptions based off of your knowledge because sometimes there's more to the scenario, other perspectives that would change your point of view. And third, try to stay in touch. Uh, It's really hard when there's just no communication to try and repair things, but the more that you're in touch with someone, often it makes resolving conflict a lot easier. All of that said, please continue to email us your questions at idkaskmymomkt at gmail.com. Have a great day!